Hello, welcome back to the Armchair Manager's podcast, episode three. I'm Ross Evans, this is my co-host Dan Newton. Yep, back again. And as always, we are your two favourite blokes who know nothing about football, making a podcast about it. Today we're going to be looking at the weekend's fixtures, previous weekend, how we think the team's got on, Liverpool's nearly slipping up against West Ham on Monday. Mm-hmm. Be looking at past week's Champions League fixtures and looking forward to the Man City game that's playing today and discussing a little bit more about their uh, their Champions League ban and what implications that may have on the Premier League. Mm-hmm. After that, we'll be looking at the heading ban that's been introduced by the FA and how it may affect football going in the future before finishing off looking forward to this weekend's Premier League games, looking at making our predictions and seeing if we can actually get any right. We probably won't. No. Let's get into it. Right, so starting off, weekend's fixtures. It's nice to have the Premier League back after the winter break. Yeah, full round of fixtures this week. Yeah, made a nice change, didn't it? Not, mm-hmm. not having to wait so long for the games. Yeah. Starting off on the Saturday, probably the big game of Saturday was the Chelsea-Spurs game. Chelsea came out 2-1. Yeah, 1-2-1. One, one. I thought it was a good game overall. Well, Chelsea yeah. played well. Spurs, maybe you thought after they beat Man City the other week, they might put in a, get a put a better result in and yeah. get one against Chelsea, but it didn't work out that way. Yeah. But they were a bit disappointed, to be honest, Spurs. Yeah, and Lo Celso getting away with the, the ropiest VAR decision of all time. Yeah, I'm very surprised he didn't get sent off. I mean, rumours that VAR half an hour after the stamp said, hold on, boss, we've got that one wrong. He should have been sent off. Yeah. Half an hour. Well, the, the thing was, I think most people watching it on Sky and the pundits, they all thought it was a red card. So it's strange that the actual supposed experts took so long to come to that decision. Yeah, it's it's a real surprise, isn't it? I mean, look at the footage and it's, it's pretty obvious. That's not, okay, this is away from the norm of our podcast where we actually are pretty sure we're getting this one right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it really should have gone. He should have got it. I'm surprised the ref... I mean, I'm not sure if he, what his angle was like when it actually happened live. If yeah. he couldn't see it or not, but... It, it looks textbook. Like I feel like if someone pointed that out, yeah. this would be a clear red card. And the fourth official was right... Because it happened right in front of Mourinho's technical area. Yeah. So the fourth official must have seen it. He must have seen it. So there should have been a word in the ear of the ref. And say, look, that's a stamp. He's got to go. And obviously, Chelsea still came out with a win... Yeah, yeah, but Tottenham with ten men—that's a different game. Absolutely, I mean Tottenham scored near the end as well to make it two-one. Yeah. So if you know they had gone on to draw two-two, I'm sure Lampard and the Chelsea staff would have been complaining more after the final whistle about that decision. Yeah, yeah, it's it was really poor, wasn't it? It was, and the thing about VAR, whether you like it or not, it's supposed to get those decisions right. That's what it's yeah. there for. And well, we can argue how it's implemented, but I think it was just a complete failure. With that yeah. one, I mean, we see it happen, you know, in Champions League. They just go to the screen on the side of the pitch, and it, yeah, exactly. It, it seems pretty efficient in Champions League. Yeah, just let the ref look at it. I'm, I'm sure if he saw that again, he'd go, "Yeah, yeah I should have given I mean, red." The the technology's the same, and the quality of refereeing is su- supposedly the same. I don't understand why it's taking yeah, so I, long. It's odd. Um, I think the only thing you can say is the first year and hopefully they'll improve. Yeah. But it, it, everyone got it wrong with that situation, yeah. I think. Yeah. Moving on to the highest scoring game of Saturday, Burnley, 3-0 win over Bournemouth. 
Bournemouth really... They're in trouble. They are struggling, aren't they? Yeah, it's a shame. Because I do quite like them sometimes. They've got some good yeah. players. But the last couple of results really have not gone well. Yeah. Especially against Burnley, who... I think Burnley are probably going to be safe. But yeah. Burnley, traditionally, you see them sort of... Burnley are a tough team to beat, especially when they're at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But 3-0, like, they're not a high-scoring team traditionally, Burnley. Mm. So to concede three and not score any yourself is... Yeah. a real sign that they're struggling yeah um, Burnley yeah you would expect them to be safe wouldn't you yeah you would now I know they had a bit of a wobble at the start of the season yeah but I think they should be safe yeah uh, our darling club talked highly of them and Chris Wilder Sheffield United joined yeah. 1-1 with Brighton maybe yes. expected them to come away with a win considering maybe they home you think so um, you don't know if maybe fixtures are caught up for them a little bit in Maybe with the Man City news, which we'll get on to later, they've not taken their foot off the glass, uh, the gas, mm. I mean, not the glass. Um, <laughs> that would be a very different car. Yeah, very different game, that. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe they're kind of more relaxed a little bit, but um, I don't know, you would expect them to do better there. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's just a blip and not a yeah. sign of their form. Yeah, starting I mean, to dip. It, avoid, it still took a point. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's not a bad result, yeah. really. So, um, from off that, Southampton considering continuing, sorry, their good form. Yeah, continuing their revival since the Leicester result. Be- yeah, beating Aston Villa. You'd expect Southampton to probably yeah. there or thereabouts. Did, did you now. see this game? This game, I didn't. Well, know. I've got to say the highlight of the game for me was um, I think in the final minute when it was one nil, Aston Villa had a corner and Pepe Reina went up for the corner, <sighs> and then. Obviously, they cleared it Pep. and Southampton scored. And I love Pepe right now. Yeah. But all he did was he basically just jogged back. He didn't even make an effort. It's like he was playing walking football. <laughs> he just let Well, he is, knock, he is knocking on a bit now. Exactly, so... <laughs> but yeah, I put some effort in, man. But, no, I, I love Reyna. Yeah. I'm glad he's back in the Prem. It's good to see him back in the Prem. It's... Yeah, he's a proper character. Yeah. It. But Aston Villa, are they perhaps looking a bit ropey? Yeah, I think they're in a rough patch of form. I don't remember the last sort of big result they had. 17th place, lost three of their last five. Yeah. The... I think lately they're sort of big players maybe off the form a little bit. Mm. I don't think Grealish has had a, a great performance the last couple of weeks. He's a good yeah. player. And I think um, Ming's at the back as well. It's maybe slightly out of form. Yeah. And when they're missing those two players... Oh, they're not playing at their peak. I think that he really struggles. Yeah. Um, do you think that they're only one point ahead of relegation zone? Of, uh, West Ham, yeah. Yeah, think think they'll be okay? I, I think so. I think you've got to remember they've come back quite a lot as well. Yeah. So they, they were really low down a couple of like, yeah. months ago now. And their resurgence has sort of carried them up to where they are now. And I think they should carry on. Yeah. Um, Southampton that is Aston Villa are uh, in danger I think yeah yeah um, so Friday's fixtures have finished up with second and third place going on Leicester at home to Man City 1-0 win to City yeah well that's the result I think again it was the story of VAR in that game mm. with Leicester thought they maybe should have had a penalty for a handball and then Man City yeah, the got a penalty for a very similar thing. But Aguero went on to miss he that He did penalty. miss the penalty, Fourth yeah. Fourth penalty miss from him, I believe. Yeah, they've missed a lot of City in general as well. Yeah. Which is surprising, because you think a team like that should score a lot of goals, and the quality they have from a technical level 
you expect players like that should be scoring. Yeah. Week in, week out from the penalty spot. Yeah, especially someone of Aguero's calibre. Yeah, he's Man one City's of, record goal scorer. I think so, one of the Premier League's record goal yeah, scorers. Yeah, top Premier League goal scorer. He's been a great striker for years. Maybe, you know, see, maybe cover that with the fact that Pep's rotating a bit more. Maybe is that a case of age might just be starting to creep in? Yeah, maybe age, bit of rustiness. You don't know. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they went on to win the game. Yeah. And I think you do have seasons like this where you throw up these stats, they miss like five penalties, whatever, and it might just be one of those things that yeah. they just get out of their system a little bit. Yeah. Moving on to Sunday's high-scoring Sunday. It was. It was a good day Manchester Sunday. United winning 3-0. Bruno Fernandes getting his first goal. Yeah, and he got an assist as and well assist. for Greenwood's goal. Yeah. Wolverhampton also winning 3-0. Diego Jota hitting his five goals five in two five games. Goals two scored, games yeah, scoring after, three in the Europa League. Europa League, yeah. He's, he's really had a hot patch yeah. Even He nearly had the hat-trick as well, I think. Yeah. Um, Jimenez scored from a rebound yeah. from Jota. And he's just back off injury as well, isn't isn't he? Um, he might be, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too sure, but he certainly yeah. he's hit the ground running. If he is, yeah. I mean, but probably the most exciting game was the Arsenal Everton game. Yeah, three two win for Arsenal. Just both teams defensively looked hapless. Yeah, it was a game with a lot of quality and a lot of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Attacking quality that was probably made to look better by yeah terrible defending yeah I and mean, you look at Calvert Lewin's first goal in the first minute I think it was yeah and it was a great finish by him yeah but he had about ten yards of space to yeah actually pick up the ball and yeah he scored a bicycle kick but yeah he could have done whatever he wanted with it yeah but Arsenal uh, Eddie and Ketia scoring yeah it was a great goal as well great yeah uh, cross by him Saka yeah. Saka looks a talent. Oh, he's he? very good. Came off yeah. the bench as well. Yeah, after, after c- Glassnatch's injury. Uh, injury. Yeah, he, he looks good, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a real talent. Yeah. he's almost not not wasted left back, but I I would like to see him further forward. Yeah, I th- I think naturally he is a he looks more comfortable going forward. He's naturally yeah. a he's a winger wing, playing winger. left back. Yeah, um, but Arsenal have done that before. Maitland Niles has been doing it. Started off as a winger, moved into the right back role. Yeah. And okay there he's okay yeah I, I, he's not quite as good as Saka no been. of course no yeah. Maitland-Niles is a, obviously still fairly young yeah still. and I think like you're saying Maitland-Niles has really struggled to nail down a position yeah is he a winger is he a right back is he a centre midfielder I know some people want to see him play there yeah I mean but you look at all those positions he's got competition I mean Arsenal's yeah. system Maybe doesn't quite favour a winger. Yeah, no, not a tr- traditional one. And no. Arsenal, perhaps still having some of the same problems as they've had before. They've got so many central players that some of their more creative mid central midfielders get pushed out into the wide positions. Yeah. So with Özil, so historically it's happened. I mean, Aubameyang's yeah, playing Aubameyang's out. played left wing. Left wing, um, and then at right back, there you know Hector Bellerin when he's fit is. First yeah. choice. Yeah, good player, Bellerin. Yeah. Not quite been as good since he came back Not from quite the level we was a couple of years ago. Yeah, but... maybe he's lost a yard of pace, but yeah, great player. Great guy off the pitch, apparently. Yeah. Dodgy fashion choice, though. Uh, yeah, I kind of like it. He's a bit of a character, isn't he? No, he looks like a, he looks like a Hogwarts <laughs> <laughs> teacher. Big robe. Yeah, well, he, he can pull it off. Well, yeah. I'm not sure I could, but... No, well, I, I admire anyone's going to dress like that it's but, got a, yeah I mean but going from fashion mistakes to goalkeeping mistakes <laughs> Monday's game <laughs> Liverpool good. West Ham oh, dear. as a Liverpool fan my oh, I was all over the shop watching this yeah. game well I, I was watching it and it was I, it was 1-0 and I was like alright fine I'll turn it off now because I yeah. just have to do 
I came back and they were about 2-1 down. <laughs> yeah, it was... The good thing is, uh, being 2-1 down, the Liverpool squad didn't look flustered. They didn't yeah. go chasing the game. From the last few years, this would be the sort of game that catches Liverpool out. Yeah. So we go. We it's two one down against a uh, struggling West Ham side, and we start chasing the goal. We'd be making sloppy defensive mistakes that would potentially get us further in trouble. And it was good to see that the remain even without Henderson, he's out injured with mm-hmm. no Milner, sort of those calming players in the midfield. A big influential voice kind of held it together. Yeah, definitely. Um, but. Got to talk about Fabianski. Flappy Hansky, as the Arsenal fans have called him. First goal. Gets down to it, gets a hand to it. Yeah. But can't push it outside of his post. You'd yeah. expect him to save it. Yeah, one, I can kind of understand why he didn't. Like, it is yeah. a bit of a trick. Well, he did well to get a hand to it. Yeah. But I think once he's got that hand to it, he should push it away. Yeah, and the same with Alisson for yeah. Diop's header. Maybe a bit trickier, a bit yeah. closer. I think Alisson was, he was too distracted by um, was it Antonio, who was yeah. on him. It definitely wasn't a foul, but I think Allison uh, yeah. got distracted by him and wasn't in the right position. Yeah. Um, then Fornals scored with a, a good great goal. volley. I yeah. mean, you can't really blame Allison too much. No, not for that one. If no. you're being super critical, you can say that maybe he's too too close to his near post and he's to maybe yeah. take a, just a, if he takes another step out towards the far post, he, he gets across and he palms it out. Yeah. But I think that's more that's of the being, defenders in front of him. That's yeah. being hypercritical. Yeah. I don't know if that's his fault. Big one. Salah's equaliser, reminiscent of Fabian Barthez for Man United. Even Rob Green at the World Cup. Yeah, Rob Green. It. It just he shouldn't let it. Just he he shouldn't. (laughs) Even if it goes through his hands, his it's a long barrier behind. This is this is taught basic goalkeeping. You know, this is taught if your hands are down, you make a long barrier behind. So if you if it does break your hands. At least it hits your, hits your, your ankles leg, yeah. or shin or knee or whatever. Um, and he, he's not. He's almost squatting over the ball. Yeah. It, it wasn't even hit that hard. Like, it, it didn't have that much power behind it. Like, from, there's Compared no to what we've to... seen from Salah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, comparatively, compared... it's... Oh, yeah, I mean, you put me in there. I've led all of yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, well, didn't mean to hit the mic there, but I'm not, I'm not saving anything. Let's nah. be honest, I'd, I'd be rubbish. <laughs> But as a professional goalkeeper and a, a good goalkeeper as well, yeah, he should do a lot better. Yeah, yeah, and then Mane's winner. Nothing can do about that. I so should... no, good goal. Yeah. And they had another one ruled out for offside for Mane. Yeah. correctly, and Firmino missed from a rebound off the uh, post. Yeah, he was but... pretty much under the goal when he headed it. But yeah, I mean, Liverpool getting the win as you'd expect. Yeah, but the actual match tells a different story it wasn't didn't quite look like the Liverpool side we're used to no and again I think that might be maybe it's a one-off maybe it's a sign of things to come but you never know fix is building up maybe yeah I think it was, that was the first game we've had Mane, Salah and Firmino all kind of had an off day yeah and two of them still scored yeah it's <laughs> I mean that's just testament I think to this where's Jürgen Klopp's got aside the mindset that they're yeah, in the mentality doing, doing really well yeah um, definitely but Football didn't stop there with Premier League. No. Champions League has been back. Yeah. Uh, last week we saw Liverpool, actually sticking on topic, lose 1-0 away to Atletico. Yeah. The 
Liverpool players and the manager weren't happy with Madrid's style of play, were they? Yeah, you can't be unhappy with the style of play though. Like that, that's mm. they didn't break the rules of the game. No, like, it's not that like they went in out and. And Simeone's legs, side so. has always been heavily relying on the solid defense. Yeah, like it's the... been one of the tightest defenses. Obviously, this season they've got no Diego Godin. Felipe Luis has gone. You know, stalwarts of the defense, but it's always been part of. Yeah, it's um, all about the coaching and how well drilled. Yeah, they are. and he wants. He's always had a well drilled defense. That's where you know they've had one of the tightest defenses in La Liga for years. Um, you can't go and expect oh we'll just tear them apart like usual. Not against a team that's defensively that well drilled. Yeah, no, and I think they're you know, they're aggressive. They're in your face, but yeah, I I quite like it. It's nice to see these different styles yeah. of football go up against. And still got some talented attacking players. Absolutely. Yeah, Koke. Saul, Yannick Carrasco's back on loan from China. Yeah, wonder if Jao that might... Felix as well. Jao Felix. Young player. Um, can we put Morata in that category? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, on his day. Murata. On his day. On, yeah. He is a good... I feel sorry for Morata because he is a good striker. He's got it in him to be good. He's, he's a confidence player. Yeah. If it was one. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Diego Costa, I think, was on the bench and that's not a bad player to be able to bring on. No, oh, not, 60 minutes in, you need to go and... <laughs> Disrupt the de- opponent's defence. Oh no, we'll bring on this shit house. Yeah, he is the definition of a shit house. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you expect Liverpool to turn that around at Anfield though? I, I think they will. Um, yeah. I mean, we've seen them turn around a lot more. At the end of the day, yeah. it's only one goal. Yeah. And I think even though obviously they didn't have a great performance against West Ham, I think they'll be up for it. You know, Anfield yeah. under the lights and Champions League night. Yeah. It's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Like yeah. They do perform on these nights. Yeah. And I would expect them to beat Atletico Madrid. And if they don't, then yeah. that, I think that's just going to be testament to Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And the work Simeone's done with the defence. Yeah, it's a great team. Mm. Um, moving on to Tuesday, yesterday. Yep. Chelsea taking... Oh, no, we've missed one. Tottenham. Oh, yes. Yeah, we did. Go back to that. That was... Uh, Tottenham. Against uh, Red Bull Leipzig. Yes, uh, 1-0 loss to a Timo Werner penalty. Yeah, he is a man in form. Yeah. One of the top strikers in the world right now. Yeah, of course, and linked with Liverpool. Yeah, well, I think the latest rumour was he's got a 25 million release clause. Oh, that'd which be, that'd be, You'd be silly not to yeah, pay that. Yeah, if that's true, I am amazed no one's coming for him yet. Yeah, that would be silly. Yeah, um, but if, if you watch the game, then you'll know that. 1-0 is quite um, favourable to Tottenham because Leipzig really could have and should have probably scored more goals yeah, yeah you, you, Tottenham again just not quite looking the side they were no I think I think they're, they're not quite a Mourinho side yeah I don't think he's no. really drilled into his style of play into that team and obviously missing Harry Kane and people like that yeah. you don't have the quality to see him through right now yeah it's but Again, Tottenham's return out there away in Germany. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could still get a result, like we said, like with Liverpool, it is only 1-0. And yeah. you never know what could happen on the day. Last season, we saw much higher deficits overturned. Yeah. So, I wouldn't rule them out. But, uh, yeah. no, it wasn't a good performance. And no. they're lucky to be going in at 1-0, to be honest. Yeah. Then, moving forward to this week. Yesterday, we saw Chelsea get hammered. 3-0 by Bayern Munich. Yeah. Serge Navri proving that London is indeed still red. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alonso knows all about that with a red card in the 83rd minute. Yes, he did. Was... 
I believe it was for a foul or strike out or something like that. Yeah, I think that ill frustration. I think frustration. But um, against Lewandowski, I believe. Matt again, another man in form, scoring. Yeah. I think I heard somewhere it was his and first assisting, I believe. sort of um, a knockout stage Champions League goal for two years. Apparently, right. But uh, one of those odd stats that no matter how many goals he scored, he's kind of not necessarily not performing these stages, but not got the goals. Yeah, it says more about the teams he maybe come up against. Yeah, um, than his performances. I mean, it's obviously is the best European teams about. Yeah, yeah. And um, I would say they went out to Liverpool last year. Who obviously went on to win it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think he is, in my opinion, probably the best striker in the world. Yes, but uh, in that kind of mould of yeah, a, a, proper Tradi- number nine. a traditional number nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think in that role, there's no one else that's better. And he's what, 30, 31 now, and just seems to be getting better. Yeah, I think he's scoring so many goals this year. Yeah, and uh, Bayern Munich really put Chelsea to the sword last night. Yeah, they showed why they're one of the best teams in the world. I mean, apart from Lewandowski in his incredible scoring form, we've got to talk about Serge Gnabry, a man who Tony Pulis stated was not good enough for West Brom. Yeah, he's... scoring two, and they won't even mention it earlier. He yeah. beat Spurs. He's got a lot of goals then. Yeah, he's he's a quality player. Yeah, left footed, right footed, doesn't matter. Looks, looks really talented. I think. Yeah, shows what you know, what can happen to a player when he's got a manager who believes in him. Yeah, and is playing in a system that suits him. Yeah, absolutely. So I can't imagine a technical dribbler like Serge Gnabry fitting a Tony Pulis side. Yeah. Well, you say that he's got the physical side of his game now as well. Like yes. He's strong and fast, but yeah, no, definitely. I think playing with other quality players around him, I think it's definitely brought him out. And I'm don't sound disrespectful to West Brom, but I'm sure the coaching setup at Bayern Munich is very different and probably a lot better. Yeah. I think we should mention as well Alfonso Davis, the left back. Yes. He had a exceptional outstanding game. performance. Yeah, exceptional player. I think he's only 19. 19, if that. yeah. And he was... Hasn't had the easiest upbringing either, so it's fo- no. footballing success story, really. Yeah, Canadian as well. Yeah. I, I can't recall any other like amazing Canadian players, but he's definitely got the ability to... Yeah. ...be like a, a Canadian icon, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> if he... If he uh, Keeps developing well. I think Bayern's a good place for him. Yeah, absolutely. I think Bayern's a great club to develop players like that. Yeah, yeah. Certainly looking like he's going to be a top player. Yeah. Keep an eye on that one. So what do you think of Chelsea's chances in the in the next leg? Do you think they stand any kind of chance of turning it over? No. I'm, I, I just think that... Like, I think the Chelsea squad, they've got good young talents. I mean, they've played a 5-4-1, which meant that the full-backs couldn't quite get us forward as much. Yeah. Um... Because they played it as a flat back five rather than a with wing backs. backs, yeah. Um, and I just think that the Chelsea players are still a bit too young, just lacking that bit of. Yeah. Next season, maybe a different story. Bringing a couple of names with a bit more experience. If you yeah. look at their experienced players, haven't got loads that you'd say are yeah. blooded at that level. No, I mean, Giroud's got experience. Giroud, Barkley's got a bit of experience, but yeah. he's not a top player. No. Willian, again. Yeah, he's a good player, but like not got that sort yeah. of top experience. I think, like you said, maybe a season or two too Se- early. Season or two, players. they'll be a competitive yeah. team. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly with having the transfer window. Yeah, I think another window is actually... Backing Lampard in those windows yeah. to get players in. Yeah, but I expect Chelsea to um, be there or thereabouts. Yeah, I, I in, hope in that. Ne- floor, I yeah. I hope next season because as much as I hate to say it, 
Chelsea under Lampard are actually quite good to watch. Yeah, they can be. Yeah. They're a, they're a likable team, unlike previous teams. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, be interesting to see. Yeah, but I think they're out of the Champions League for now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before we before we get into the Real Madrid Man City game that is tonight, mm-hmm. there's been some rumblings on the old Twitter. Yeah, as lovely it is. Twitter. Um, that. That's three of the top English sides all lost to sides that finished in their own respective tables lower than the team they face. Yeah. And that seems to be a rumbling that maybe the Premier League isn't quite the quality that we all think it is. Where where did Bayern Munich? Did they not win the league last year? Yeah, Bayern Munich won their league. I mean, but you'd expect them to anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, Liverpool losing to Atletico. Yeah, and um, Tottenham losing, losing to, to Leipzig. Leipzig. You know, these are... Yeah, it's not it's, like, it's not your Real Madrid, it's your Barcelona. It's... Yeah, I mean, but they're still top teams, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. Leipzig, I think anyone who goes to, looks at the way Leipzig play, don't, it's a dangerous team. I mean, we say that the standard of the Bundesliga and the La, La Liga maybe isn't as competitive as the Premier League uh, yeah but that's because the top sides in those leagues the ones that are in the Champions League are so far and away better yeah it's, it's different it's it's not that they're bad teams it's yeah just, it's, it's a different quality it's dis- top, distributed yeah. in different ways yeah and their top teams as we've seen yeah are, could be better than Premier League teams yeah quite quite often I mean yeah until last year I can't remember the last time yeah we had like an all English final it yeah was a very long time all ago. English final Liverpool made the final the year before that beaten yeah. by Real Madrid and then it was it's pretty much just Spain yeah Spain you know English teams in recent seasons haven't been exceptional in the Champions League no. so it's not like it's anything different no I think people maybe overestimate how good we were yeah. I think <laughs> after last year yes it's Maybe a bit of that, but you got to look teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona and Juventus and um, Bayern Munich. Bayern, yeah. They've got such financial pull in their league because they just win everything. Yeah. Every player in that respectively wants to go play for that team. Yeah. And when you've got that much money, you've got those many big names, you've got all that advertising money, you've got all the TV rights, you play in every competition. Yeah, and you've got a good chance of winning you've every got, competition. Yeah, you're going to have so much more money and, and you're going to be able to spend that. Yeah. Make, but... Speaking of advertising money, we haven't addressed this. Man City. Yeah, financial fair play. Playing in Champions League tonight against Real Madrid, 8 o'clock. We'll get onto that in a minute. But mm-hmm. we won't be seeing them there next year, will we? No, well, probably not. They have just lodged an appeal for the Court of Sports Arbitration, but it looks like they have been banned for two years for breaking financial fair play. Yes, uh, I believe there's there about a hundred million pound difference in their reports and what they actually made. Yeah, I, well, they announced the the story about an hour after we finished recording our last podcast. So yes, uh, thanks for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, couldn't have done that a little bit earlier. Yeah, could you? Like, drop me a text next time. Yeah, um, no, it, I, I mean from what I read, looking at it, and I'm not an accountant, I'm not an expert on this. Yeah, but it does look like they just broke the rules. They spent yeah. too much money. They funneled money through their owners' accounts into their shirt sponsor, yeah. which was earned by him. And it was something like he, the actual company, were paying like five million, and he was paying fifty-five million. Yeah. And they were saying it was sixty million from his company. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's not good, is it? No, it's, <laughs> it's a bit, bit sneaky that. Yeah. Fiddling the books. Yeah, I, I mean, from what I've seen, that it doesn't look like they've really got a leg to stand on. 
No. But, like I said, I'm not an expert. It all goes to the arbitrations court and they'll maybe give them one season ban. You don't know. Yeah. But we, I mean, we don't expect to see them in the Champions League. No, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they um, get it all sort of taken back. Could that see Pep go, do you think? Well, I thought so, but he's, he's come out and he said, no, I'm not leaving, I'm, I'm not leaving until they sack me. Yeah. And he's encouraged his players to do the same. And I, I don't think we'll know until the summer, until we, yeah. we know for definite what's going to happen. I mean, there's but, talks for Premier League point deduction as well. I don't think yeah. the Premier League and the FA haven't yet No, they haven't yet decided. On. I think they're probably doing their own investigation yeah. into things before that. Um, as The worst point we've heard about is that they can actually be relegated yeah. and be chucked out of the Premier League down to, I believe, League One. Yeah, well, I heard League Two, but... Uh, from being, I can't see that happening. No, not, I think at worst they'll get some points. The money the Premier League would make out of Man City is not worth throwing yeah. them into League Two. I mean, I mean, if you put Man City in League Two, they're just going to go back to back to back promotions anyway. Yeah, so. I mean, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> just support a team in League Two, so that yeah, would, League Two team away day to Man City. Yeah, um, probably get just as many fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, they. Yes, the plastic fans of Man City. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's not their fault that their club got taken over by multi-billionaires. But no, I mean, there's obviously a hardcore fan base. In yeah, City, absolutely. But you, there's definitely an increase of fans who suddenly cropped up once the money yeah, came. Yeah, and I think that it'd be the same for any club if that happens. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but looking forward to the Champions League game tonight. Way to Real Madrid. Yeah, tough yeah. game. The Premier League's over and done with, so you'd expect that Pep's going to put out a strong side. You'd expect so. Um, obviously, Madrid will be missing Eden Hazard as well from the Premier League player. Yeah, I think he's got an ankle injury. Yeah, which might roll out to the end of the season. I heard, which would be a real shame. Yeah, it's not been great at Real. He's, he's for not him. been great. But I, he's still a quality player. Yeah, I don't think anyone can deny that. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot of players go to Madrid and struggle with the expectations in Galacticos. And the fans, the the Real Madrid fans are very, very fickle. A very demanding fan base. Yeah, one bad, you know, seeing Gareth Bale, he's he's won them Champions Leagues, he's won them league titles, and yet they don't like him. I mean, he doesn't seem overly bothered, he'd rather go and play golf. Yeah, can't even speak Spanish, apparently. No, then again, have you heard him? He can barely speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, it's a, it's a tough game for C. Ozzy Zidane versus Guardiola, I'm sure, will be the, the big story of the night. Yeah. How, how those two line up against each other. But Man City are a great team on their day. Yeah. And I could see this one going either way, to be honest. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, a score draw, maybe 1 1, 2 2, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. See how the Champions League shapes up, I think. Yeah, definitely. Some good ties in there. I'm sure. It'll all change in the second leg. Like it won't go the way we expect it will. It never does. But I think it's a good game to look forward to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, taking a little break away from the glitz and glamour of the Premier League and the Champions yeah. League um, and the mega bucks football. The FA have introduced a heading ban for young players under the age of eighteen after University of Glasgow found that former professional footballers were more likely to die of uh, degenerative brain diseases, which they reckon was caused by heading the football, regularly heading the football. Yeah. Um, thoughts on this, first of all? Um, I mean, 
I'll be honest, I think it's quite a good move. I think especially for younger kids, sort of 11, 12. Yeah. Like, we don't need to be heading the football. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's plenty of ways to play football. You don't have to kick it in the air all the time. Yeah. And if their brains are developing and there's a risk that it could be damaging. Yeah. I don't have a big issue with it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we see a lot of sports, not just football. We've seen in American football, in rugby. Yeah. Head injuries, concussions. I mean, in my very brief sprint, uh, spin, uh, stint, sorry, I'll get it out on the third attempt. <laughs> Evidence of, of a head injury. Uh, exactly. Well, I was about to say, I've, my very brief stint of playing American football at university, I, you know, you do get bad head injuries. I yeah. saw a lot, like, didn't have a major one myself, but yeah. just getting hit and your head rattling around in that helmet. Yeah. It's not good. Like. I mean, I've, I've had one in football, I've been concussed while coaching football sessions and that's it's pretty scary and you wake four hours later with no memory of the last yeah four to five hours it's certainly that's a 22 year old brain i can't imagine that on developing young kids that repeated yeah i think a it, head when you're doing that injuries. repeated damage to it like yeah. i think it's just best to avoid it if you can you know and who knows, it might improve kids' football and might get better at actually yeah. playing with it on with might, their feet. Might see us promote a more attractive style of play. I mean, a lot of the teams are trying to play with the ball on the floor now anyway. Yeah. And keep maintaining possession because you can't win a game without the ball. Yeah. I mean, last night I watched a, a youth game between uh, Plymouth Argyle and Fulham. And I can probably count the amount of headers on one hand, to be honest. Yeah. It was all played on the deck. Yeah. And those are obviously like 18 to 22-year-olds, but... yeah. I think definitely the sport's moving where there are going to be less headers. Yeah. So I think for kids, if you can take away that risk of them damaging their, their brains while it's still developing, I don't see a problem with that, yeah. to be honest. Uh, the guidance even the FA have introduced is from under-6s to under-18s, where primary school children, so from the ages of 5 to, uh, to about 11, 11 yeah. um, no heading at all, absolutely none, mm-hmm. um, which is probably the most... Especially towards five, six, seven. Yeah, I think brain development the most. Yeah, uh, it's going to happen the most there, I should say. Uh, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And then under twelve teams, the FA suggests one session a month, and you can only head the ball five times. So that again makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. However. Do you think there maybe needs to be maybe a bit of research and is there a way that you can head the ball? I know it's difficult. Yeah. Is there a way you should head the ball that can help reduce it further? I mean, definitely. I think we're probably at the start of this kind of research. I know they've probably been doing it for years, but yeah. we're at the start with it, starting to draw conclusions from it. And I'm sure they'll be looking at ways that you head the ball. What's the most dangerous one? What's the safest way? I'm sure that'll come as more research happens into this. And... I think there probably is a, a way of doing it. Maybe we'll all be wearing scrum caps and heading the ball. You know, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know how it's going to change. But I think in general it's a good move. And at the end of the day, those are the experts. They yeah. know a lot more about this than people who've just played football. Yeah. I mean, according to this report by BBC, rules also advise not to overinflate football using a, the minimum required pressure. Okay. So that maybe is a move of saying... Uh, this is, you know, that's reducing the risk. Yeah. However, again, you're not going to see that in match play, are you? It's not going to be... No, but at the end of the day, I think it's, it's just kids, isn't it? Like, yeah. we don't have to have this mentality of every game's like you're playing a World Cup final, you know? Yeah. Like, you've got to teach different aspects in different ways. 
Yeah. I think if there is any kind of danger that they're going to hurt their brains while it's developing, then you should try and negate yeah. that as much as you can. Yeah. And like we say, it may help promote a more attractive style of play in the English game. Yeah. Teams like Burnley might soon be out of existence. <laughs> yeah, or they'll turn into Barcelona. Yeah, turn into Barcelona. Tony Pulis is out of a job forever. Yeah, might have Burnley ball coming yeah. in. <laughs> Burnley ball, I hope that catches on. <laughs> if that does, we're copywriting yeah. it and we're having it. Call me in 20 years. <laughs> Heading over now to this weekend's games. We are looking forward first to Norwich hosting Leicester City mm. Friday evening. A bit of Friday night football. Oh, God, I love Friday night I football. I love Friday night football. Um, <laughs> Norwich, you expect to lose? That again, you'd expect so. You'd expect so, yeah. Yeah, um, Leicester, good team. I know they've lost to Man City, but they're still right up there in the top four. Yeah. And you'd expect them to be a you'd, team like Norwich. You'd expect uh, to see... A comfortable win, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think, I think for me maybe like two 0 Leicester, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, I know they're away from home, but yeah, I just I reckon they'll do it. Maybe I can Vardy, maybe do a goal or two. Yeah. And Norwich, as much as I always say I do like watching Norwich play, they're an exciting team. I just think that they'll the quality of Leicester will see them through against yeah. them. Yeah, I mean I gotta agree with you. I can't see. Norwich scoring I think Schmeichel's got tie first most clean sheets in the Premier mm-hmm. League maybe second but he's up there um, Norwich just not in great form bottom of the table yeah I, I think dead cert to go down I think really yeah it's a shame but I think you're probably right yeah and yeah. they'll go down uh, Saturday we kick off half 12 Brighton versus Crystal Palace Probably not going to be the most exciting game ever. Is that is that a derby? Am I? No, no. Well, London, still, London, London and Brighton. Brighton it is a bit of a derby, I think. Only because like this. Only because Brighton and London are next to each other. Yeah, but <laughs> you know they're always looking for derbies. Yeah. Um. Crystal Palace. It is a rivalry. It, you call it? Yeah, okay. it is. Okay. It is. I found articles on the internet time. Yes, because you believe everything you hear on the internet. Oh. It's been called the fake derby and the most pointless rivalry in football. But it still counts as a derby. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but it is, and I don't know why I know it is. Yeah. So it might be a bit spicy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it probably won't. It, probably, it might be nil nil, but. Um, I maybe see Palace stealing this one 1 0. Yeah, I can see that. They won one nil that last game. Uh, it was a really good uh, free kick actually from Van Arnold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's two well balanced teams to be honest. I think mean, that could go either way. Yeah. Um, I do quite like Brighton and I do like Palace, but I might say two one Brighton. You gonna go two one Brighton? Yeah, I think okay. at home as well. We've got we've got quite good fans, Brighton. I think. Yeah. Well supported club. Yeah, they're a good. I think good club, Brighton. Not yeah. a lot to dislike about them. Yeah. Uh, following that, the three o'clock kick- kickoffs. We've got Bournemouth at home to Chelsea. Yeah. Um, hard to look past Chelsea for this one. Yeah. I mean, I know they come off a bad loss, uh, but so did Bournemouth. So did Bournemouth. They're <laughs> yeah. not doing like I say, just in a spiral at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm. I think you've got. I'm going two 0 Chelsea for that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd have, I'd have to agree with you. Yeah. There. I think both coming off 3-0 losses, but even though they're away from home, Chelsea, they'll have the quality to see them through. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, we've got Newcastle at home to Burnley, the New- founders of Burnley Ball. Newcastle, Burnley. If that's not the most Brexit game in football you've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sure, we uh, won't get in trouble for that. Uh, who cares? <laughs> um, no. Um, Newcastle at home, I do like, but Burnley are shit houses away from home. Yeah, I'm. I could see a. I'm going to go for a one-one draw. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Newcastle but, could just put numbers behind the ball. I mean, let's so could Burnley. I mean, I'm being generous giving Newcastle Newcastle a goal because apart from Saint Maximin, I don't really see much of a goal threat from them. Yeah, and even then, Saint Maximin. Flatters to deceive quite a lot. Yeah, I like love watching him. Hey. He reminds me of a Yannick Velassi type yeah. player. Got great banter on Twitter as well. Yeah, the infamous. <laughs> did you did you see the Twitter storm around the helicopter celebration? I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen that on Twitter, you can go and research it if you want. It might still be up. It might not. Yeah. Uh, we know I'm it. sure you can find it somewhere. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's ever deleted on the internet. No. no. <laughs> um. But prediction for the game. I'm going to go nil-nil. Nil-nil. In line with my Brexit game of football, nothing's going to happen for a very long time. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, after that, West Ham at home to Southampton. Yeah. Which, after West Ham's performance against Liverpool, suddenly looks like a very exciting game. You think? I think so. I think the way West Ham attacked Liverpool was very good to watch and really contrasted how they played against Man City before that. Yeah. So I think if they go out of Southampton, which they probably will have to at home, yeah. and Southampton on form, you'd expect them to attack West Ham as well. I think that could be quite an interesting game. I, I, I mean, I see a draw. I think it's yeah, two think teams it's well that balanced. defensively look a bit ropey. Southampton arguably look a bit better. Mm-hmm. But I still think that if West Ham play, if they actually come out and they play, they've got good, they could break down that defence yeah I mean they've got quality in their team yeah um, remains to be seen whether like you said they actually do turn up yeah um, no I think I think, it, I think it might be a draw going All for right, a draw I'm, I'm going to go for a 2-2 a draw 2-2 two, two draw yeah. okay at least, at least it'll be the game be entertaining yeah uh, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one? yeah I'm going for 1-1 one, one. I think I don't think West Ham will play very well, but I think they might just have a little bit of edge. Yeah. Because they're at home. It'll be a tight game, I think. Yeah. Rounding up Saturday's game, Watford at home to Liverpool. Mm. Now, Watford look a completely different side under Nigel Pearson. Mm-hmm. Resurgent. Liverpool maybe not playing as well as they should. Yeah. Could be a tricky game. I mean, again... I mean, I know when they played the reverse fixture, Watford played well and arguably should have scored a few goals. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, Watford lost three 0 to Man United yeah. last this weekend. So. But I mean, you can't look past an unbeaten side, can you? Yeah, it's hard to. Uh, I'm gonna, I really think it'll go be close. So I'm going two one to Liverpool. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon two 0 Liverpool. Two 0 Yeah. I just think. I think with Liverpool's defence, because we they play with such so much attacking impetus with the fullbacks going forward, I just think that a side with Leicester's well, not Leicester what, uh, Watford's. Watford's yeah their pace on the we've break. already talked about Leicester they were the yeah. first one keep up <laughs> um, 
they've got pace and they've got power that they could use on the counter that I think could expose those wings. Yeah, I, I think coming out of the West Ham game, Liverpool might have had a bit of a wake up call. Yeah, I, th- I think this will be a game where they just potentially, potentially really stand up and go, "No, we are going to be the champions." Relax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then Sunday, interesting game at two, Everton at home to Manchester United. Yeah, um, Everton obviously coming off that loss to Arsenal. Which is a very tight game. And Man U coming off a 3-0 win. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. That's a tough one to call. You, I probably think Man United might edge it slightly. Yeah. As I think Everton do have this problem in big games where they maybe don't turn up as much as they should with the players they have. Yeah. I think Man United are on a, a bit of a runner form. They come off, yeah. off with a 3-0 win. Yeah. They're pretty good. So I think that could be 2-1 United. Going two one yeah. United. I mean, I can see this one going either way, but I, I think United will see it. I mean, see it through. I'm gonna go Everton at home. Sometimes are good. Yes. <laughs> and Man United away. Sometimes are good. Yeah. I just think that Man United with the signings they've had. My my edge. So I'm gonna go one nil United. Yeah. I think, I think we both can agree that it's only gonna be a goal. To While Calvert Lewin is in good form. Yeah, looks a different player under Ancelotti. Just don't think United yeah. look just a bit more solid. Got, yeah, definitely. They've got a tight defence with Fernandez obviously getting a goal and an assist last week as well. He's kind yeah. of acclimatised to the Premier League quite well so far. Yeah. So I would, I'd expect him to to do well. Rounding up the Premier League fixtures, it is Tottenham at home to Wolves. Yeah. Again, I think that should be a good game as well. I think Wolves are very exciting to watch. As you mentioned, Tottenham are uh, not exactly in the best of form. Yeah. Um, obviously missing Harry Kane, like we said. Haven't quite got Mourinho ball um, yeah. underway yet. And uh, at home... Bus ball. Uh, bus ball, yeah. <laughs> at home as well, they, they'll be expected to attack Wolves, I think. Yeah. So that could lead to a much more open game. Yeah. And... If I'm being honest, I, I reckon Wolves will win this. Yeah. I reckon I reckon 3-2 to Wolves. 3-2? Yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to back the home team to take a draw. Okay. Because I don't think their defence is up to it yet. No, There's been rumours of either. Eric Dyer playing at striker. Look, I, I've got nothing against Eric Dyer, but he's, he's, he, not. he's a bit of a fraud. Yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing against him. Nothing against him. But I don't like him. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but um, yeah. I, I just think he's he's not gone to the level we all yeah. expected him to. I'm go. I, I think one one. Yeah. I think I think one one. Yeah, I think if Eric Dyer plays as well, then you know yeah. that's going to be a Mourinho. Like, that's a that's proper Mourinho. That's yeah. peak Mourinho. Yeah, he is the quintessential Mourinho player. And the clever clogs among you listening will have noticed there's two Premier League teams who aren't in our predictions for Premier League fixtures. And that's because it's the EFL Cup final at half four on Sunday. Aston Villa versus Man City. I'm glad you noticed that because I didn't. First, well, some of us do our research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I don't. Um, first domestic cup of the season. Yeah, that's going to come out of nowhere. Yeah, i got to be honest, I completely forgot that, that this existed. <laughs> um, what are you going for? Uh, so it's Aston Villa against Man City. 
I mean, it feels like a silly question. Yeah. You... But Man City have mm. slipped up. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they haven't slipped up in a, in a while, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, what was the last one? They lost to Wigan a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was FA, in the Cup, FA Cup, I believe. Final. Yeah. yeah. But as much as I'd actually quite like Aston Villa to win it, I think it'd be really nice for them this season. Yeah. Like you said, it you can't really look past C in their quality. Mm. I reckon 2-1 C. 2-1 C? Yeah. Although, oh. ideally, I'd love it to go to penalties. Yeah. Because I love a penalty shoot. Oh, I'm going to go 3-1 C. I agree with you. I, I just don't think, after the season they've had so far, I don't think they're going to turn their nose up at a chance to win a trophy. Yeah, I think knowing... As well, that they're pro- almost certainly not going to win the Premier League. Yeah. I think they'll be very determined to win as many cup competitions as they can. Yeah, I mean, if if you're meant to be this dominant side with the one of the best managers, if not the best manager in world football, you're having a torrid time in the Premier League, you're banned from next the next two years' Champions League, and that's the court of arbitration turns that over, you've got to win something. Yeah, For definitely. a club of that size, you still have to be coming away with something. I think this yeah. will be a good chance and I think to it's, do that. it would be a way for them to show players that we can still win trophies yeah even if we're out of these competitions yeah you definitely. don't have to leave yeah yeah but again could be an interesting game like I say City known to slip up in cup yeah. finals like I say against Wigan um, it was Ben Watson he was I mean yeah. pretty much the last minute for header from a corner yeah I think he's playing at Nottingham Forest now is he I'm not sure he's not in the Premier League I know that much no he's, he's just a a medium, a medium difficulty pub quiz answer now, isn't he? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think City will be fine. Yeah, I expect so. But hopefully, they, they, it's a free-free draw and it goes to penalties. Yes, that That's would what be, I'd like to be. Yeah, that would be an incredible game. Yeah, and Villa winning on penalties, yeah. but probably not. <laughs> All right, and that is it for this week's podcast. We feel like we've covered a lot. Yeah, I feel feel like we have. I felt yeah. like I, I quite enjoyed this week. Yeah, this this, this it was a good one. It's been it? a bit of fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, please, if you've enjoyed it, we are now on Spotify. We have moved over. Yeah, got that so, out finally. Yeah, so please do give us a rating, give us a follow, uh, share it with your friends if you don't like them. Yeah. If you yeah, if you don't like us or you don't like your friends, it works either way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, please do join us again next week. We'll see you all later. See you later.